Welcome to another episode on the Unlocking Your Mind podcast. My name's Tom Morgan and I'll be bringing you an array of inspirational stories from people who have achieved amazing things. Each guest offers an interesting insight into the highs and lows they have faced along their path to success. There is definitely a lesson or two in each podcast and ways we can improve our own lives. I hope you enjoy. My first guest on the podcast is professional rugby league player Stevie Ward. Stevie is the captain of Super League side Leeds Rhinos. Stevie first emerged onto the scene when he was only 18 years old. Since then, he has gone on to make 136 appearances for the Rhinos, scoring a total of 92 points. Stevie has experienced great success with the Rhinos and has been a part of the 2014 and 2015 Challenge Cup winning side as well as winning the 2017 Super League Grand Final only a week after dislocating his shoulder in the semi-finals. Outside of rugby, Stevie has his own business and podcast called Mentality, where his goal is to support and inspire everyday people to become a more comprehensive version of themselves, with mindset being the first point of address. Stevie gives an honest and open insight into the highs and lows he's experienced and what it takes to be a leader. Stevie also shares his key advice that he's picked up on his journey. I really hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Stevie, thank you for joining me today. Uh, first things first, how are things? Yeah, all good, mate. No worries. Thanks for having me on. Um, nice to be asked and, and invited on. And, uh, mate, yeah, things are like it is for many people. Uh, a bit strange at the minute. A bit um, sort of going into the unknown. But also, um, you know, I've got some stuff done and... and sort of testing myself in in other areas and while while the rugby's not going on i've yeah. um, been doing different bits and bats mate and, and enjoying it you know i've, I've um I managed to appear in my first production um by red ladder a bit of acting a bit of fun bit of radio play um, amazing doing stuff yeah doing some stuff with mentality and and trying to trying to keep fit and trying to juggle my health with yeah. um post concussion syndrome too so it's been an interesting uh, layoff for me mate how is the concussion? It's it's slow, pal. It's slow, and and what what I've sort of come up with over the last few days is that um, for the first two months it was sort of really debilitating um, and and tough to deal with, and um, you know it were like there were mood swings and there were um, you know really sort of moments where I'd go out into a busy place and and find it really hard, and all the stimulus would be finding it hard. I think it's decreased in a level on a level over these past two months. I don't feel like I'm as bad as I was, yeah. um, but there's still there's still some symptoms there, mate, and still some stuff there that needs to get better. So it's, uh, yeah, mate, we, we have these lessons. We learn these lessons in life, and um, I seem to get them handed um, fully to me <laughs> on a platter and uh, just say, right, this is this is one lesson, mate. You've got to go through it. Um, I'm going to give you the full, full whack. Um, <laughs> Uh, so that's what it seemed like, mate. So I've, you know, it, the blessing in disguise for me is, although that I'm losing money from it, and a lot of the boys have, have got salary cuts, um, you know, it's sort of time to be away from everything while everything's stopped. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's like Bernard's Watch. I don't know if you remember the CITV program, uh, yeah. Bernard's Watch. It's just <laughs> like I've had that, and I've just stopped time. Everything stops. All the games have stopped. Football stopped. Rugby stopped. Um, the civilization has stopped and, and I've just been able to be at home to aid my recovery so um, that's what it's been like for me but it's almost a blessing really isn't it just to kind of have that time just to refresh yourself physically and mentally 
Yeah, mate, exactly. Like, you know, I'm sleeping better than I ever have, have done. Um, you know, I'm, I'm um, managing to look after my body in different ways, doing stretching and, um, and yoga and stuff like that, but um, not pushing it too much. So it's yeah. just um, without the stress, you know, without the psychological stress of going every day, going, you know, I'm not right. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not able to play yet. Um, you know, that, that, that weight, that is a weight off my shoulders as well. Yeah. So what sort of training have you been able to do? Um, I've got luckily I've I've had some weights brought round um, yeah. and I've got a watt bike um, in the uh, just start looking over the patio so I, I go on that every day and um, I don't do all mad on it I'm you know doing it pretty steady yeah um, and I'm obviously doing some weights here and there and, and stretching and stuff so it's I'm not able to do the anaerobic the uh, the mad um, tabatas or the mad so, and, and I'm sort of missing it I'm sort of missing the feeling of almost feeling like you're going to die after a session <laughs> do you know um, I'm just yeah. doing steady stuff and, and making my heart rate making sure my heart rate doesn't jump up too much so it's um, yeah. that's sort of what I've been doing but it's uh, it's pretty low key mate it's, it's nothing it's nothing mega um, like I say I'll, I can't wait to get back into that that, that game so you're Leeds Rhinos captain. So where did your uh, journey begin then? Yeah, so I'm um, luckily, you know, I'm, I'm Rhinos captain now, and um, that's what always been one of my life goals. So I've, I've, yeah. I've <laughs> I managed to tick off a life goal um, at, at twenty, well, twenty four, twenty five. I might have first been the captain, but proper captain now. Yeah, twenty six. Um, but the journey started, mate, as I can remember being. At my child minders, um, I think it was about, must have been about six years old. And I remember like going out into the garden, um, like there were this, uh, the child minders next door neighbour. And I remember him, he must have been a few years older than me, um, playing around with a rugby ball. And I'm like, oh, I can remember, I can remember like the feeling of it or the, yeah. the scene of it in my head, um, thinking, oh, what's that? I want to have a go at that. And um, I ended up passing the ball with him. and Ended up obviously chatting to him, making making little mates with him, and um, um, went along to the amateur club uh, just around the corner from my childminders and around the corner from my primary school, yeah. uh, and playing there. And, and I must have been about six, seven years old. And as soon as I'd done it, I think the first time um, I'd done it, I knew I was pretty good at this. I knew I, there was something that I got from it. I got the buzz of breaking the line. I got the buzz of um, like speaking to your teammates, going on that bit of a mission as you are a young kids to go and win a game, and that's yeah. all that matters. You know, it was quite beautiful, and obviously progressed. Um, played a bit of rugby union for Morley Rugby Union after that, and um, came back to league. Then at 12 years old, joined the Rhinos in the form of a scholarship. Um, moved up through the academy, um, went full time at 17. And um, I juggled. Yeah, I, I decided to juggle my A levels with full time training. So that was, um, you know, into the furnace, into the fire, really, basically, like yeah. a, a tough, a tough sort of two years. Um, while I'd be going and going across to Kirkstall, doing my weights and stuff at six a.m., and then coming back all the way to uh, over to Morley for half hour drive to do um, a full day of A-level, full day of school, and then back on the evening to train again. And that was sort of like an average day for me, 17, 18 years old. And yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, it was it sort of went from there. It was probably classed as, as a bit of a, um, at that time, it was sort of a, a trajectory, which was, 
exactly what I wanted. You know, a couple of weeks, um, a few weeks after collecting my A-Log results, I turned out at Wembley to stand off playing with some childhood heroes of mine, and uh, yeah, and, and ended up um, going on to win grand final at the back end of the year. So that's that's sort of like the journey or the 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 the, the pit stop journey for for how I, how I got to to um, to play for the Rhinos and, and progress for for where I am now as well. Wow, so you were 17, 18 then when you first kind of came onto the scene. What drove and motivated you at that time to, you know, become the player you are now? Mate, I just, I was, I was single-minded, single-mindedly on the concept of for me to be playing the first team and to yeah. be breaking the line, to be bashing people, even though I weighed 90 kilograms. Um, went through I, I I was just so focused on it I was so like every sacrifice that I'd be making at that time was towards making um, it as a rugby league player and, yeah. and to be able to wear that jersey to be able to go out in front of 20,000 people and, and to feel that pressure but to, to use that pressure and to, uh, or to turn that fear into something which made me perform and, and maybe mm-hmm. put everything out there and um you know that's that's sort of what what I had you know as as a young lad you know I, I had sort of high expectations on me and pressure on me but I always wanted to turn it into something to prove them prove people right in a way or yeah. you know prove people right that I was in that direction and, and sort of um going that way and uh yeah uh, obviously times it, it, it turned into having to prove people wrong but it was it was a fascination there to to do that and to to be that player or to be that best player and, and especially the young lad to be that young player coming through that's that's going to be the next best thing if you if you like um, yeah that's that's what it will like yeah so are you big on goal setting I am uh, um I especially am or I've sort of consciously looked at it over the last few years I guess um, yeah I think it was sort of when you're young and when you're coming up as an 18-year-old, it's so clear what you want to do. It's like, right, make the first team, play first-team game. So all the games in between that, all the process goals in between that, before yeah. the outcome goal, are to to kill it in your reserves games, in your academy games, um, and then going up, go keep, keep progressing. It's to, to play more games. And for instance, like the first year, you want to play 20, 25 games. Um, and then as you go, I think your purpose and your sort of, your, your drive and, your um, reasons for why you do it, they sort of fold out a bit, or, or the, in my, in my in my viewpoint or my perspective, they sort of evolve. And um, you know, I was getting as I was getting older, and I think around twenty one, twenty two, um, throwing a few injuries that that stop that that sort of. I guess, I guess, in a way, in, in a kind, kind of way, kind of way, it's a um, bit of ego, egocentric. You know, everything's like yeah. to, to make it for yourself. You know, you want to to prove people right or prove people wrong. You want to to be the best player in the team and, and all this sort of stuff. And you know, it, it sort of folded out in around um, twenty one, twenty two because I'd had so many injuries thrown in there, um, and and it was sort of like a cycle. I'd find myself on a cycle where there'd be huge, huge bouts of success where, you know, I'd appear in a grand final, win a grand final or in another final. Um, and 
also I'd have an injury, um, you know, a tough injury to deal with. It might be dislocated shoulder, damage with nerves down my arm or an ACL or um and, and then a long stint of rehab that follows that and that sort of cycle would, would sort of be in a condensed form over uh, those four or five years of, of me making it and, 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 and with yeah. that, you know, what squeezes out of that or what's sort of squeezed out of that um cycle for me is is sort of a changing in purpose or a changing in um, why I do it. And, you know, as being a captain now, it's it's really sort of in alignment with um, a purpose that came out of it was to help help other men or help other blokes, um, whether that's on the rugby field and whether that's we've got to achieve that mission of, of winning a game or achieve a certain tactic or game plan. Yeah. Um, or if it's off the field, helping helping men with mental health and talking about the things that they fear or talking about the stuff that they'd sort of keep as the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, it sort of evolved. There were, there, were, there were a time in 2016 where I was on... I was, I was actually in and around England camp um, and I can remember just feeling that low. I can remember feeling that low and, and I sort of, you know, from the outside, I had everything like that you'd want. I was just come back from the ACL, played for, for the Rhinos, wearing the number 13 and um, I eventually went down to England camp, got pulled into the England camp and, and it was in and around that time that um, I, was, I was so low and I, I was like finding it hard to find any ambition or motivation. I was just in yeah. that spot and I couldn't, I couldn't put my finger on it for why um, but I knew that if I could get out of that spot if I wanted to get out of that spot even, or if I could um, then it would help other people um, and that sort of goes on to I guess my reason or my why for why I do it um, and it's, it's sort of you know gone to a purpose that's like we were saying before bigger than myself Um yeah, and, and that's what it sort of transitioned to and it's it's really powerful. Obviously you bring gratitude into that, you bring um a lot of stuff into that that's that's outside yourself, which is I guess allowing you see allowing you to see the world in a different way. Um so you know, I mentioned the concussion earlier and, and, and these injuries that I've had, but it's it's obviously played a part in how I see it now and, and, and what what I want to progress on to now too. So it's uh yeah, that that's that sort of answered I guess the um the uh the the sort of mindset that age, but I always transitioned into something else too. Yeah. And I've been following your career for some time now and you know it's I've seen, you know, you going through injuries and especially, you know, I was gutted for you in t- two thousand and seventeen when you got called into the England World Cup squad and then you had to um, withdraw. I think it was like yeah. shoulder surgery. So how did you overcome that disappointment? Yeah, mate, it's, England's always been something that that's seemed to evade me. Um, I've been on the England camp since I was 18 um, yeah. and, and been in and around it um, <laughs> and been to meetings and stuff like that and training camps and stuff. But never, I've not actually managed to play in an England shirt yet, um, which is really disappointing. Um, and it's it's something that that like I say it's evaded me, but things things happen in life that you, you can't control. And, yeah. You know that that shoulder. Um, I obviously played in the grand final with it, um, with it sort of injured or you know after it being dislocated, it needed putting back together properly. And um, you know if it if it was uh, <laughs> if if at that time it was a 
a straight mission to the World Cup final to play another game. I'd have done it the next day, but obviously, you know, you, you, you've got to go through group stages. You've got to um, play in, in quarterfinals and stuff. And I don't yeah. think my shoulder would have would have held out. It would have, I would have been in quite a lot of pain for, for most of that, that tournament. So I had to get it operated on. And as I say, you know, things happen and, um, you know, you've got to bend bend your life around um, sometimes what, what happens to you rather than focusing, solely focusing on what needs to happen for you. Definitely. And do you think that's the hardest part about being a rugby player is those injuries? Yeah, I think so, mate. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really hard in, in, in how... It sort of it changes your career if you like you know you're playing less games and um, changes your body because you, you you've been patched up in different ways yeah. um, and it's you know it's a tough it's a tough thing to to deal with like missing those World Cups missing those tournaments and, and missing the, the the big games that you want to be playing in um, and the, so I had to I had to sort of as I say bend my perspective or look at different tools and, and stuff that that I could to um, to manage it and to to sort of arrive at you know at, at where I've wanted to, which you know I've, I've gone a bit of a, a long way about it, but I've I've yeah. not managed to capture my own town club and my boyhood club, which is is pretty mega, um, you know. But it's, it's I'd hope that it's by learning some more tools um, to lead a group of men, to lead myself um, more than what. I would have done if I'd have just carried on playing seamlessly and, and just found it all in a straight line trajectory, if you like, life graph. But it's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's pretty interesting to think about, mate. Yeah, definitely. And you also have your own podcast called Mentality. So for those who don't know, what's Mentality about? Uh, Mentality, mate, was, I put it out in 2016 when I was suffering with a 12-month injury at ACL and, and everything else, yeah. cartilage in my knee. Um, I wanted to put a platform out there that was different to what men have prescribed um, through society and, and, and alternate parts of looking at life and something that would help blokes or men to be the best version of themselves with mindset and mental health, the first point of address. Um, and that was something that I found at that time, 2016. I know it's different culture now and, and things are getting better. But 2016, it was sort of that purple elephant in the room that no one wanted to speak about, no one wanted to address. Um, everyone felt scared to do it. And I thought, you know, 12 months, being 12 months out, um, after having that sort of that sort of purpose in, in, in wanting to do something for other people rather than just myself, um, as, as that was running out with, with not being able to do it, that 12-month injury. Uh, I put that out there and, and, you know, it came in the form of articles, online articles, interviews that I do with rugby players and different people from different walks of life. Uh, but now, mate, it's grown on to be podcasts, apparel, events, uh, retreats um, and everything that revolves around what we've just been talking about, I guess. Yeah. And it's fantastic. I've been listening to, you know, I think I've listened to everyone now and there, there is always such a powerful and positive message with it. Brilliant. So what would your advice be to someone who's perhaps struggling with mental health? Um, I'd say, I'd say that, that there's a lot of knowledge and stuff that you can gain. Um, like you say, with those podcasts and, and, and for stuff that's important to you as an individual, I know yeah. that when you're in that place, it's hard to 
to um, receive it and, and to sort of understand it and to even want to, to understand it. But you've got to make those first small steps and, and to understand that a purpose that's bigger bigger than yourself is really important to understand that you've got values that, that you can operate by in your life that, that are really important that, that you can sort of almost put these behaviors in place and, and, and fake it before you make it. You know, it's takes, yeah. it takes courage to do it and it takes, yeah, it takes you, your, the ability to step out and do it, which is scary, but it's something that you've got to do. It's something as a bloke that you've got to do. Um, and, and as a person that you've got to do, um, but yeah, mate, there's, there's, there's so many things that we have. We seem to have low level intuitions for, um, what will make us happy and, and fulfilled. And, and, um, you know, some of those things are when you're struggling, you don't want to speak to people. You don't want to, to, to go and meet new people, go and meet new connections. But, you know, those, those are sort of common misconceptions, you know, going and connecting with people is, is a human need is something which is proven scientifically to make us happy, make us fulfilled. And, you know, I'd say that you don't really want to throw too, too much at people, but there's a bit of understanding, understanding around yourself, understanding that, that you want to, or why, for why you'd want to get out of something. Maybe it's not, not for you maybe it's it's not a reason for you but maybe it's a reason for someone that you love someone that you care about um and use that as a motivation and focus to to then go on to sort of understand your values but break up the process as well because you, you seem to get i think we tend to get in a cycle where you find and this this comes in with with understanding learning new stuff and, and, and reading new stuff and going out and doing different things tend to be in a process where we sort of go in the same cycle that produces the same emotions, the same feedback loops, the same sort of negative cycle that you find yourself in. And, and we don't do enough to, to sort of break that pattern or to, to build new neural pathways in, in different yeah. experiences, you know, where, where you get those, those different feelings or it might be fear, it might be excitement, it might be joy. Um, but you've got to step out of of that line that you're walking all the time and, and to sort of understand that there's 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 a bit more out there a bit more that, that you can do and and these things in turn if you keep learning them and keep repeating them and, and, and progressing it's it, it changes and it, and it builds upon who you are now so yeah a long-winded way to say it mate but um that that cycle that process you know you, you want to start looking outside of that if you like that, that you're already on um, you know I'm on that cycle that, that sort of my unique one uh, my unique sort of roller coaster. but I had to, to look elsewhere I had to look at, at different things which, which would make me feel better I could yeah. up my self esteem and um, you know really create a version of myself that, that, that would be more successfully happy if that makes sense yeah, of course. And I think that's that's spot on, really, because some people get very comfortable and a, comfortable zone, a, com- a comfort zone is a lovely place to be, but nothing grows there. And I think by kind of articulating your feelings and identifying, you know, that you want to become the better version of yourself, you've got to get out of your comfort zone and train your mind, train your body, read new information. And there are so many different ways that you can train it. So what would be your advice be to, you know, training your mind and 
body to be you know more positive yeah mate there's so many ways and um I, i'm really wary of giving prescribing someone a specific thing to yeah. do because I, there's certain stuff that, that can help you. There's certain stuff that can help you. And, and, and a lot of it is experimenting, by the way. A lot of it is experimenting what, what works what works for you. Um, but I, I tend to feel that the values come into it because from those values, you can adapt the behaviours that work for you. So for me, my values are learning, leading, connecting and striving. So I pretty much know that that's what I've done most of my life, that sort of in alignment with my best version of myself. Yeah. Um, and there's something that I can go out and do stuff from. So I, I can go and connect with new people, um, whether that's talking to the barista at the coffee shop and deciding to just have a chat with them yeah. a little bit more than what's usual, a little bit more than, than you looking at your phone and just waiting for them to put the coffee at the end. Or whether that's actually connecting with someone like you today, mate, who has dropped me a line and um, has asked me to do a podcast and yeah. spend the time to, to, to have a conversation with you, spend the time to understand what we're talking about, have a, have a proper conversation. Um, those, those sort of in alignment with my, my values of connecting. Um, so I know that that behavior when, you know, we, we do this podcast or when I go and get a coffee and actually look up from my phone and talk to someone, I know that that is in alignment or brings on my best self, if you like. So yeah. the leading, obviously, I, I do that in a capacity with with, with the rhinos, and um, that's been that's been pretty. Um, I guess it's been pretty uh, slow at the minute with uh, with with what's been going on with the coronavirus. So I've got to look at different ways. But the experiments that, that you can do, like the experiments that you can do to to sort of understand your purpose, understand your values. Um, I just trying different things, so I, I definitely recommend to try Wim Hof breathing. Um, yeah. If if anyone's listened to this, if you want to feel, if you want to change the chemistry of your body, if you want to change how you're feeling, if you want to feel a buzz, if you want to feel like you could get in a cold shower for three minutes straight after as well, that'd <laughs> be good. Um, but go on to YouTube, just type in Wim Hof breathing tutorial, have a go at that. It changes your state, so it changes your physical state try meditation like I, I see meditation as the way to sort of and this is this is quite important because we're talking about living in, in, in alignment with your why living in alignment with your values so what do you do to become clear on that and what do you do to be, be able to sort of open up the space in between what's going on in your life and how you respond and I feel that meditation offers that as the best best thing to do so I currently do 20 minutes a day um, and the baseline of my happiness has, has been up massively because any thoughts that that are knocking about in my head that are just random uh, and not helpful, it allows me that space to step back from it um, and allows me not to be the hostage to my thoughts. It's sort of like the non... It's sort of like the non-judgmental observer of the thoughts, so I, you yeah. know I, I can I can I can sort of sit back a bit more and, and sort of not let it affect me and, and, and not feel so close to me and, and let those emotions and and thoughts rule, rule me. You know, I have a bit of a better seat um, to to underpin what I want to do and to pick what I want to do, pick what the behaviours I want to do. So I definitely say 
to start to try mindfulness meditation and to try um, changing your state. And I think the Wim Hof's a good one to, to get people to do straight off because it's something's going to happen. Something is going to is going to um, allow you a peek into that world and allow you a, a sort of five minutes. Uh, rocket rocket launch yeah. into 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 that, that that world that you can have a look at which isn't usually presented to us yeah and i completely agree with that i think by having these conversations like we are now and listen to your podcasts and listen to you know a variety of people's podcasts it opens up different perspectives and avenues for you to experiment and you know alluding to what you just said um i think it was your podcast i watched i watched one uh, called lewis house i'm not sure if you have you come across lewis house I have I've come across him. I, I've not heard much on him though. Yeah, and he's you know interviewed loads of people, um, Bob Proctor, uh, Wim Hof again, and you know the common messages, you know things like neurogenesis is where you know you create a new neural pathways to kind of give yourself a more positive outlook. And I've adopted them in my life, such as you know breathing, cold showers, and I found mm-hmm. it's made me a lot more positive. And I think it develops resilience because you're putting yourself, especially the cold showers, because you're putting yourself out of that comfort zone, you know, maybe once, twice a day. And then it develops yeah. that strength, that resilience, and then you feel like you can take on, you know, more things because of it. For sure. For sure, mate. It's it's like stepping stones and you know, it takes a bit of time and, and it is just bringing more knowledge in and it's like you say, bring it's building those neural pathways and um, training your mind if you like. Yeah. More putting a bit more muscle onto your mind and a few bicep curls for your mind, um, taking in the good information. And I mean, let's be honest, like we can't expect to thrive if we're just doing the same thing all the time and we're not, we're not building those extra neural pathways and we're not, we're not, we're not looking to, to have neurogenesis. Mate, it's really important for me. We're talking about this at the minute because I've got a concussion and mm-hmm. um, all of this is so relevant to me. You know, I've, I'm I'm always trying to improve my brain coherence and learn a different a different thing. So I've learned how to juggle. Um, you know, I've been learning Spanish. I'm trying yeah. to make sure that, that that those sort of pathways are improving and I'm consciously trying to make the efforts for that. And you know, we can't we can't just expect to to, to sit down and, and watch Netflix for four hours in the morning, have lunch yeah. at three PM and um maybe just speak you know go on a phone it's like it's we have a choice in the matter there's there's a lot that that we don't have a choice and there's a lot that we don't have control over but we do have the ability to put in habits or or to put in things into our life that change change um yeah change the how we receive stuff in in the world exactly and i think like you said it's a very personal thing to some people i mean you know different people's goals can be very very different i mean personally myself is that i didn't want to be a slave to my mind especially during this coronavirus where it could have been so easy just to kind of switch off for three months and not do anything you know and i think challenging myself to you know be frequent every day you know go for a 5k run every day go for a cold shower, make sure I read at least a book a week, you know, and those things that they do really add up. And I think it, you know, creates a really positive mindset because you, like you said, you're training your mind as well as your body. For sure. For um, sure. Yeah. So what are your future ambitions for both rugby and mentality? Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I feel like I want to play for England. Do you know what I mean? I feel course, like, yeah. that, like I mentioned, and that's something that, 
I want to do. Um, we spoke a bit off air. I played played as a young lad for England, but I've not managed thirteen as of yet. Um, and you know, I want to win something uh, as a captain too. So, yeah. you know, that'd be nice uh, as a rugby player to to do that. Um, and, and with mentality, just keep progressing, mate. I think just just keep progressing. I, I hope to have bigger events for it and, and a bigger community going forward and you know we're building that we've just we just put out a challenge a bit of a cultivate challenge that was out on whatsapp i'm not sure if you saw that mate but um you would have enjoyed it but it was it was sort of task after task uh, yeah. each day with free word checking there's a bit of a cold shower in there a bit of wooden hoff in there it yeah, was sort of like it. a it was like a, a um, yeah quick stop um all right, well, like a yeah, pit stop into into what we've been doing, what we talk about, but mentality. And I hope to make mentality and and, and that cut of it and and sort of a um, form that and morph that into a personal leadership course and program that people can do too. So, um, you know, I guess it's I guess that's just collating everything that that I've learned, everything that I've I've spoke about today, everything else that there is to offer into. Um, something that's a bit more accessible for people and something that they don't have to spend five or six years like I have mm-hmm. to collate it um, and yeah. they can do a programme and a course. So that's that's what I'm hoping to do next too. No, amazing. I think what you're doing is, is fantastic. You know, you're giving people almost the, the tools to, you know, become the best version of themselves. I think it's great. For sure, man. It's, um, it's quite nice. It's quite nice. And I think, you know, you've got to tread lightly or you've got to sort of be... Um, realistic in these in these sort of um when you're talking about stuff like this because i think people can think it's a bit woo woo and people can think you know yeah. some of the self-developed personal development stuff's not for them but there's there's a lot in this that's real um and there's a lot that 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 can help propel you forward to as you go and as you know i'm sure you're feeling that and mm-hmm. uh, understanding that at this time too Definitely. And it's such a, it's almost a comfort to have those, you know, online platforms where you can, you know, especially if you're in a bit of a low place, you know, where you're a plateau, where you're not feeling yourself and you go and, you know, listen to a podcast and, you know, it really, you know, almost revives you from that place that you're in and makes you feel like, well, other people are going through that as well. And this is what I can do to, you know, help myself. For sure, mate, for sure. Um, And, you know, that's exactly what I thought all those years ago and, and, and now it's sort of I do the same thing like like you say you've got to learn you've got to keep progressing and um, hopefully that, that feeds back into mentality too and, and people can can learn from that that's that was what, that's what makes me happy and makes yeah. me proud about it to, to keep going with that So what do you think are the key components for becoming you know like a leader like yourself? Yeah I mean I I always think that um, and we've spoke about it a lot already. Um, but for me to to lead a group of men, I feel like I, I've got to. I guess it's a good way of saying um, to to lead yourself. But you know, that's that's a that's a good way of getting your own shit in order. Yeah. Um, getting your stuff in order, really, where um, you know where you're going, you know why you're doing it, um, you know how you want to do it. Um, so I feel like over these last few years, I've built that picture up in my head. And I also know how teams work. I also know how groups of men work and how 
how that's put together as well. And, and it's something that I did last year with the Rhinos back end of about mid mid twenty nineteen. But I led some sort of meetings on the values and the behaviours and what we expected of each other and, and, and what wasn't going so great. But um, you know, you've got to have an understanding that, that blokes have their own dogs in the fight and they have their own yeah. reasons and, and whys and, and it's about sort of having that collective understanding for, for why we're all here, why we're all doing it and um, you know that's something that, that, that I've I feel like I'm 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 pretty pretty good with uh, as a captain, as a leader and, and, and also mate like I never and this is probably sometimes a hindrance for me, I never like to leave anything out on the field. So Yeah. Um as long as the boys are doing the same, as long as I'm doing that then that's um, you know, if we have that picture of, of what it looks like, and if we're using that that fuel and that resilience constantly, and we've got enough tactical stuff in there, in a rugby sense, then that's um, you know that's what we need, and to have that common understanding to keep pushing that is is, is brilliant um, for a team of, of of rugby players especially. And do you think mentality, your podcast, do you think that's helped you become a better leader from, you know, listening to people's stories and journeys and has it made you like understand people's perspectives more and kind of have more empathy for others and understand what they're going through and what you need to do to get the best out of everyone? Yeah, for sure, mate. For sure. Like we keep saying that you've got to step out of that cycle and you've got to learn more. Um, And, you know, I'm really lucky that I've learned so much that Rhino is under so many great leaders, but, to do that meeting, to do those meetings on values and behaviours, I'd have never learned how to put something like that together if I'd not stepped out um, and done something with mentality and, and learnt from and, and spoke to so many people yeah. that have done similar things and that that have learned from their adversity. And, and that's something that ran true to me in 2015. Like, all these people that you speak to, it's never been an upward curve, like straight curve. There's always been adversity. There's always been something they've got to learn from. And you, I think when you have that adversity, you become more compassionate, mate, and, and you, you have empathy for people. And, yeah. Um, yeah, mate, it's, it's definitely something which has helped me build that picture for sure, like of, of how it works and how you've got to conduct yourself as a captain or as a leader. And, um, what's important what's important for certain individuals um, and yeah for sure mate yeah and my last question is what is one piece of advice you'd give to somebody to become the best version of themselves what piece of advice um, I'd say mate I'd say you've got you've got to start with with is this for someone who's who's needing the the first bits of advice or is it someone who's on on the on the track already probably start to start them off to be honest just to yeah you know it can be anyone it can be someone who's you know near retirement and looking for a new purpose or it can be you know someone who's just coming on the path or an aspiring athlete or maybe a student yeah all right let, let me try and give some bits that they can actually use like i feel like you're starting to train your brain and obviously start like, like you're starting to look at, at, at what ways that you can do it. Um, one of the things that in there is uh, the particular activating system. So if you're sort of in that cycle, like, like I've spoke about a while, um, for a while, um, try and train your brain, which 
is obviously scientific. This is this is physical. There's the reticular activating system, which acts as a bit of a nightclub bouncer for your brain, and it yeah. uh, it sort of controls what it allows to come in, what what it doesn't allow to come in, um, and it's it's something which you can start to start to feed into that what what you want to what you want to see in life or what you want to hear about in life and what you want to see yourself um as in life and it's sort of like a more uh i guess it's a more realistic version of of that book that's out there called the secret um yeah. you just sort of you just sort of basically telling yourself that you want to be more positive and that you want to sort of look into more stuff and one of the things that, that dr alan johnston uh top sports psychiatrist team gb gave me um and is, is put out there actually as, as something a bit of a pack uh, that people can look at um, that will address this this side of it, training your reticular activating system and, and, and finding that um, motivation and focus that you need to, to build your resilience. Um, you can actually physically go on and, and download on mentalitymagazine.com forward slash coronavirus. And there's, there's, there's many different things that you can look at. You can look at the why for why you're doing what you're doing. You can look at the... Daily positive thought, which is linking in with his reticular activating system. So every night, this is something that you could do. You could do it, Tom, too. Um, but every night before you go to bed, have a notebook next to your bed. Write down what was good in the day. Write down why it was good. Uh, and write down what it says about you. So there's a three-pronged attack there to sort of say, well, what's good? What's good, actually, that's happened in my day? So then that's that reticular activating system starting to look and go right well, what was good you know instead of just going to bed and, and, and sort of leaving it to chance to get yeah. the next day you're training it to actually look at that so the daily positive thought model is on there um, and there's many other stuff that, that you can do to sort of whet your appetite if you like if you're one of those people that, that wants to start looking into all this stuff um, you can you can go down the rabbit hole there and, and as we say the main message I guess from this podcast is to start experimenting, to start getting yourself off or getting yourself out of that comfort zone, but getting yourself off that beaten path that, that you've been beaten for so long. Fantastic. And I completely agree. I mean, I think I first came across um, the book, The Secret, you know, a couple of years ago, and it really opened my perspective to, you know, different ways that you can, you know, write your gratitude, like you said, uh, every, you know, every evening or every morning. And then, you know, also the power of, you know, positive affirmations. I think people, you know, I think they, you know, don't really buy into it, but I think it's a, it's a positive and powerful thing. Mm, yeah, for sure, mate. It's like, and it's something that I'd, mate, I do so many things now that four, five years ago, I would never, I mean, I would never yeah. even think, what, what, what does that mean? What does that do? That doesn't do anything like that. That is, it's a load of rubbish. Like that's what I would have thought. Um, but I do so many things, and I speak to many people now, mate, that that are in the same boat. Um, I spoke to Jamie Peacock. He does meditation now. Uh, I spoke to Jason Fox, who's obviously an ex SAS sergeant. Yeah. And uh, you know, he's he's talking about mindfulness in a bit more practical way. That if there's something wrong, we must sit down and sort of, rather than just completely not or completely avoiding it and, and, and not paying it any attention, it, it, it'll actually sit down and think, why am I feeling like this? Um, yeah. Is it something that I need to do? Is this something that mm -hmm. I can act, take action with? 
mate. And it's it's just getting closer to to what's going on in in your internal world, and it's uh, very easy to to sort of say it's a load of rubbish and um, it's not going to work for you. But the improvements will will happen, and uh, you know they're, they're bound to happen. So I um, yeah, I suggest people do look into it and, and see what they can get from it too. I completely agree. It's just about controlling your mind and not letting it control you. And these are the ways that you can, you know, improve yourself. Exactly. Stevie, thank you again for your time today. It's been great to chat with you about your career and about mentality and just, you know, put the world to right, really. So thank you again. Yeah. No worries, mate. Thanks a lot for, for having me and um, good luck with it all. Um, really glad that you're doing it. And I think you'll, uh, you're on that journey as well yourself. So uh, keep going with it, pal. Thank you. Thank you again to Stevie Ward, a great guy doing great things both on and off the rugby field. He is really making a positive difference in everything he does. Go and follow his personal Instagram and Mentality account, which I have tagged. If you like this episode, please feel free to give it a like, follow or a share. Thank you and take care.